Aleluia Those of you that aren't praying Would you just join me and Can we give him some thanks right now Thank you Father Thank you for the touch of your spirit Lord Thank you for the manifestation of your presence in this place tonight. Thank you for the working and the moving of your spirit, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Genesis chapter number 2, verse number 21. Genesis 2, verse number 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And then if you would go to Ezekiel chapter 37 beginning with verse number one. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the, sp- in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold there, was, there were very many in the open valley and lo, there were ver- they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And then skipping down to verse number 10, Ezekiel says, So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. I prophesied, and breath came in, and they lived. They stood on their feet an exceeding great army. Father, I thank you for your presence that we feel, not only that we feel, but that we have seen, experienced, manifested in this place tonight. I thank you for what you have already done in this service. I thank you for the way that you have already worked and moved. Now I pray, God, that you would continue working and moving in this service and that you would speak to us tonight through your word, that your spirit would minister in this place tonight, that you would accomplish a work of your spirit in our hearts and our lives tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I just said this Thursday night, but for those of you that may not have been here, but more so for those of you that may not necessarily be aware of this or understand this yet, God purposefully used natural things to demonstrate, to illustrate spiritual principles. And I believe, I personally believe that everything God does or everything God did in nature, the way God established the patterns and the principles of nature, were all on purpose to be able to demonstrate some kind of a spiritual principle. And so I believe, in fact, when you read the account of creation, There are things in there that go way beyond just an account of creation. There were actually things in those verses of God's creating this world, of principles, spiritual principles that God was giving us natural examples of those things. And so 
I just want you to understand that context because without that, you, you, you perhaps will kind of miss where we are and where we're going. Because I believe that God in the creation of man and then more so, if you will, in the creation of woman, God was foreshadowing something He was going to do. He was giving from the very beginning a pattern or showing us that's how He would accomplish something very significant in the future. The Bible tells us a few verses before this that God reached down and from the dust of the earth God created man. And then He breathed into him the breath of life and he became a living soul. And now the verses we have read says that God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And out of Adam was taken a rib. And it was from that that he then created woman. I also read to you in Ezekiel where God created an army simply by a spoken word. All God needed was a valley of dry bones. And from a valley of dry bones, and actually not just dry bones, but as the scripture says, very dry bones, God had the ability to, to create an exceeding great army. Now I preached from Ezekiel chapter 37 several times throughout my ministry and there's some really great things to glean from it. If you want a passage to give you some hope that if you've got some dead things in your life that they need to be resurrected, Ezekiel chapter 37 can give you some hope that if you've got some very dry bones in your life, God is able to resurrect them. And so that's all well and good, and hopefully I'll get to preach that again. But tonight I want to make a little bit different point from this passage. I want you to see that God did not, when we're kind of where we're going, I'll give you the punchline, but God did not just speak His church into existence. Through Ezekiel, he spoke and created an exceeding great army out of dry bones, but we get a glimpse from creation of what God was going to do with the church. Adam makes the statement in verse number 23, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. There is there is some really amazing stuff that is said here when you understand or get a glimpse of the Hebrew words that are used here. The word bone, when he says, this is bone of my bone, the word bone means essence. It means substance. It is, it is the body, the limbs, the members. It is the substance. So he says, this is bone of my bone. And so there is substance in her that is substance from me. But, but here's the one that I really love. He said, this is flesh of my flesh. This, what you see here, is bone of my bone, but it's also flesh of my flesh. According to Strong's, now when you hear these definitions, I want you to think of another word in the New Testament, or a word that we often use with regards to what we do, because you will hear basically, actually I think, no, the word's not used, but the definition we often used is. And so, Strong's says the word flesh means to be fresh, i.e. full, rosy, cheerful. It means to announce glad news. It also means to messenger, to preach, to publish, to show forth, to bear, to bring, to carry, to preach good, to tell good tidings. Brown, Driver, and Briggs Hebrew lexicon says it means this, to bear news, to bear tidings, to publish, to preach, to show forth, to gladden with the good news, 
to announce as good news to preach. Anybody know the word that we know that that describes? I hear it from somebody. Say it a little more confidently. The gospel is the good news. So Adam says, the first Adam says, this is bone of my bones, so the, the structure is from me. But this is good news. This is the messenger. This is the manifestation of me. Mm, a couple of you, you, you got it. Let me see if I can help a few more of you. I don't know where my wife went. She slipped out on me. I was going to use her. She is my good news. Now, I know, I know the feminists in this modern world with all their thinking aren't going to like maybe what I'm about to say. But from a biblical perspective, I can say what I'm saying. She is my good news. She represents me. I, I, I don't know when the last time, if, actually, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I, most of the time I go to our general conference for the organization, the United Pentecostal Church that we're a part of. I think the last time she and I went, just the two of us, was the year she was pregnant with Elizabeth. So that's a couple of years ago. This past fall, she and I went there together, just the two of us, for the first time, I think, since then. I think any other time since then that she's been with me, we had the kids with us. And, and I got to tell you, I enjoyed walking around with her. Because I was proud for people to see she's mine. Now, I know, that's a touchy word to use for some folks. I know. I, I didn't mind holding hands and letting people see. There was no question we were together. Because she's good news. So he could, think about this, God could have reached down to the same dust that he created Adam from and then created Eve. There's no reason, that, he, he had the ability that the same way he formed dust to shape Adam and breathe into him, he could have created some dust that formed into Eve and also breathed into her the breath of life. But God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and out of Adam came Eve. And the reason was God was trying to demonstrate that there's going to come a time in which the same way the natural thing happened, there's going to be a spirit thing that happens that out of another side out of Adam's side he created Eve but there was going to be another side out of which he was going to create another Eve except that Eve wasn't going to be a natural Eve because the first man Adam was earthy but the second man Adam was different and so was the second Eve and so out of his side I, I, I've come I guess the kind of the basic gist of what I've come to Try or believe the Lord wants to communicate to us tonight. This is not something that's come from somebody's head. This is not something that intellect has created. This is not something that happened with a group of people sitting around in a room and coming up with a brilliant idea brainstorming. But the same way in which from the side of Adam God brought Eve is the same way that God has brought us as a church. I've come to tell you tonight, God did not just speak and cause the church to be. 
John chapter 19. Let me just give you, some of you already know this, you already know where I'm going. John 19 verse 32. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. That's the two thieves that were on each side of Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs, but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side. When Adam went into a deep sleep, God borrowed a rib from Adam to create Eve. But when Jesus died, they pierced his side, and it wasn't a rib that was taken from Jesus. But out of his side flowed blood and water, and then a deep sleep. Just like Adam had a deep sleep, Jesus had a deep sleep. And when Adam woke up from his deep sleep, he says, whoa, man. Let me tell you what happened after Jesus' deep sleep. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Adam woke up from a deep sleep and there was Eve. Jesus got through a deep sleep and then there was the church. Oh, I pray somehow tonight that God would let fresh revelation fall on us. That again, we are not something created by intellect. We are not something created in somebody's mind. But we were supernaturally created. That when blood and water flowed out of that side, you and I are now bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. The same way in which Adam or Eve was the messenger or the publisher or the one to show forth for Adam is the same way that you and I are the ones that are to show forth and be the publisher for him. I'm, I'm sure there's probably much more to it than this, but let me just, let me just, let me just give you a little bit of insight if I think if nothing else, a very simple explanation of what the significance of what that blood and that water was part of the significance of the blood was hebrews 9 and 22 says almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission or no forgiveness of sins. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us a little bit about the water. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. That he might present it to himself. When I come home from the store with a new dress for my wife, I am presenting to myself. I'm dressing her up, not that she needs me for this, but I'm dressing her up to look good for me. I'm going to make it a glory. I'm going to give myself. We are not doomed to failure. 
We are not on our way down. We are not finished. Our best days are not behind us. Because God is going to present to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that it should be holy and without blemish. You and I have been given the privilege and the opportunity to be the messenger. To show forth. Because we came out of. All God needed was a bone from Adam, a rib from Adam to make Eve. But what the bride needed, the church needed, was blood and water. Because we need blood to wash us. We need blood to be shed for the forgiveness of our sins. And then we need the water to wash us and to make us clean. So out of His side... Back to Ezekiel, it's a great passage. Again, I've preached it before. It's exciting to preach, but there's something that just kind of has stirred me the last week or so in comparison to Genesis. And that is, I think we are trying to intellectually produce too much. We are trying to figure some things out and we are trying to brainstorm some things and we are trying to come up with some ideas and trying to figure out some things so that we can speak some things. But what we are trying to accomplish cannot be simply done by intellect and it can't be done simply by our words, but it requires there to be something supernatural that creates what we are doing here. I know Jesus said it, upon this rock I will Build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I think it would be alright to say it this way. On this rock I will create my church. And what I'm going to create is going to come from me. I don't need you to try to figure it out. I don't need you to try to doctor it up. I don't need you to try to come up with all kinds of ways to figure out how to entertain people and keep people coming to church. If you'll just let the blood and the water that flowed do what it has the power and the ability to do, you're not going to have to come up with a good program or, 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 or the right thing to catch people. But if you'll just let me make you my messenger, if you'll just let me show for through you I can demonstrate who I am through you and I don't need you to help me do that can I just I I am I don't think I'm the only one here tonight that feels this way I am so tired of feeling the pressure of trying to produce something and I I, I realize most of that pressure is probably self-imposed pressure Nobody else to blame for that but myself. I'm tired of trying to figure it out up here when it's supposed to come from here. I'm trying, I'm tired of trying to, to, to rationalize and reason and brainstorm to figure it all out when God, the same way in which He brought Eve out of Adam, is the same way in which He's creating a bride for Himself. Now unto him, Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. In us. That's not exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in Brother Smith. That's not exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in Brother Shelton. That's not exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in Bishop. He said, now unto him, that's you, that's me, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Above what? All that we ask or think. Why does it distinguish between ask or think? Because you will only ask for so much. You'll think much bigger than you'll speak. 
I'm preaching to some folks here tonight. You've got some big things you've thought. But you're afraid to speak them because you don't want people thinking wrong of you. You're afraid to speak them because you don't want people misjudging you. Or who do you think you are? Relax. I'm not about to tell you to speak them. I got good news for you. He said he would do exceeding, abundantly, above what you asked. But also, what you think. Anybody besides me tonight got a few things you thought that are a little bit bigger than what you've asked? He said, I'll do it, but I'll do it according to the power that's in me. Somebody say, me. I like when you tell a little kid, say me, they'll go, you. Which is exactly what some of you did in your minds. You said the word me, but in essence you thought. But he said, I'll do exceeding, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works in us. These signs shall follow them that... Not them that are called to an office, not them that are licensed, not them that are ordained, not them that have a position, but these signs shall follow them that believe. Could, could we make a pact tonight? This is how most of us, and I said us, and say you, I'm not pointing fingers, this is how most of us live. We're going in the right direction, but we got our backs in the right direction. We're facing where we came from because we are looking for the signs. We're looking for what he said would follow those that believe. Because the signs following the believers are not for the sake of the believers. The signs following the believers are for the sake of the unbeliever to be able to see, hey, what they're saying is true, what they're saying is real. What would happen if we just start believing and leave the rest to God to work it out behind, beside, behind us and let somebody else see the signs because we make up our minds, God, I don't need the signs to know who you are. I believe. Unto him, preached this several months ago, last year I guess it was, last September. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ when, when, throughout what, all ages, All ages, world without end, amen. So be it. Unto him be glory where? In us. How? By Jesus Christ, out of his side, flow blood and water, throughout all ages. When does all ages stop? As long as there's time, it's all ages. World without end. I remind you, the word glory means reputation. One of the meanings is reputation. Come here, Nathaniel. Come here. Sorry to pick on you tonight. If you're a guest tonight, this is my youngest son. Pretty smooth looking dude, isn't he? If he just walked up here in jeans with holes and a raggedy worn out shirt, you'd probably think he just shopped at Zara or no, it's sorry. Where is that? Sorry. You don't have teens and you I love spending my money on shirts with holes, you know. Sorry, I won't. 
I gotta, so, not on purpose. If he was standing here in raggedy clothes, worn out shoes, as a 13 year old, if you looked at him, would you think what's wrong with him? Or would your response be, what's wrong with his parents? When he walks in here dressed the way he's dressed, you don't as consciously think about it, but subconsciously you know he's got some good backing somewhere. Because most of what he wears, directly or indirectly, came from me. And so I want him to represent me well. I got, I got a little different philosophy on parenting than some, and I realize I still got four kids at home, and the outcome is yet to be seen. So I, I understand that. So... You, you got the right to do it your way. I'll do it my way to the best of my ability. I, I don't buy the, I ought to get a little bit of amens from some of the youth here in just a moment. I don't buy this philosophy of parents making their kids at 13 and 14 and 15 go out and have to take care of all their own expenses. You gotta make your own way in this world. When, when did your heavenly father ever tell you, you got to go make your own way in the world. Brother Wright, you're spoiling your kids. I probably am, but that's also because I want him to get a glimpse of him. And if I tell him, go make your own way in the world, you know what he's going to think's coming from him? So you want to know my philosophy, there's my philosophy. You do it your way, I'll do it my way, and hopefully yours and mine turn out good. I want, I want to help him as best I can to have a good opinion of him. I don't want him to have to get over stuff about me. Oh, this isn't nowhere in the notes, but here we are. You got it. You got to make your, you're 18. Get out of here. Go. Last time I checked, there is no human being that God walked up to them pre-birth and said, would you like to enter the world? It was your behavior. It was your actions that brought him here. And now you're going to... Oh, my word. How in the world? Last time I checked, he has never one time said, you got to go make your own way. In fact, what he's done for 45 years is try to prove to me, you can't make your own way. You never outgrow me. You never get beyond your need for me. Back to the message. He, he is part of my reputation. I want him to dress nice. As long as I can afford it. Because he's my reputation. Thank you. Do you understand who you and I are? Unto him, let me put it to you this way, unto him be a good reputation through us. Unto him be a good reputation through us for all of time. We are not going to limp through to the end because we, we, we came out of something that was victorious. 
We were birthed by something that will not fail. We were produced by something that is guaranteed to succeed. And so tonight we stand here not just spoken into existence, but having been birthed from... I don't, please, I'm not, this is not fishing for an amen right now or hand clap or whatever. I, I, I don't think what's in here and in here right now is getting out. We, we, we're not, we're not, we're not just trying to figure out how are we going to survive. We were birthed out of his side with everything that was needed for us to be who we are and what we are came out of his side. He could have, he could have with the church, just like he could have with Eve, spoken the church into existence. But he brought it out of his side. He created it out of his side. You see, I guess part of what I, what's not... I just can't quite figure out how to get out there. There is a much different relationship between that army that he spoke to or that Ezekiel spoke to than what comes out of. There's not the same connection as what is spoken into existence versus what was produced out of his side. You and I were not just... And he said, let there be light. And there was light. He spoke and things in creation came into existence. But when it was Adam, first of all, even with Adam, he did not just speak. But he formed him from the dust. And then with Eve, I'm going to take you out of. Because you are going to be the representation of. You're going to be the messenger of. I wonder if sometimes... Please don't mishear me right now. I know we need to, we need to witness. We need to tell people about Jesus. But I wonder if we'd have to do less of some of that if we did more of living out who we were. I'm not talking about holiness right now. I'm not talking about your behavior. I'm talking about His reputation through me. I'm talking about somebody looking at you and saying, you know what, there, I, I don't know what it is, but there's just something different about you. I, I'm not sure what's going on, but there's just something about you that, that's a little bit different. I can't put my finger on it. Well, let me tell you what it is. I am His reputation, and so He is manifesting who He is through me. Oh, God. I, I, too many times I think we so miss the significance of what we are a part of. We, we celebrate people getting the Holy Ghost and people getting baptized. And, and if we're not careful, I think subconsciously that, that just in our minds be, well, we're just celebrating, you know, Antioch growing more. We're just celebrating more numbers. No, 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 no. What we're celebrating is His reputation. What we're celebrating is that in 2017, when you look around and there is so much doom and gloom going on in our world, what we are celebrating is He is still on the throne and He is still in control. And what He's done in the past, He's able to do today. And whatever I face tomorrow, He's going to be the same tomorrow as He was today and in the past. And whatever we need to be who we are, is in us. What the word, one of the definitions of the word woman is womb man. Womb man. So out of you is going to come the fruit. Out of you is going to come the reproduction. I'm going to manifest through you who I am. So it is with the church. I'm not going to walk around in flesh anymore doing miracles. I'm not going to walk around in flesh anymore causing blind eyes to be open and deaf ears to be unstopped. I'm not going to walk around in the flesh anymore doing the miraculous. I'm going to go away and prepare another place for you. But while I'm gone to prepare another place for you, I want you to now represent me.
Oh, Jesus. I, I used it, obviously, in a little bit different context Thursday night, but let me use it for a moment here tonight as I close. That man laid at the pool of Bethesda, the Bible says, for 38 years. If you don't know the story, the quick story is there was a pool of water called Bethesda. And there, would, there was an angel. The Bible says that every so often an angel would come and would trouble the water. And whoever got in the water first, whatever the problem was, whatever the issue in their body was, it would be made whole. And so there's a man laying there and Jesus shows up to him and says, will you be made whole? He responds and he says, I have no man. When the water is troubled, I can't get in the water. Somebody else beats me in the water. Somebody gets there before I do. 38 years. 38 years. Anybody got a 38-year-old problem tonight? I'm not talking about your kids. Anybody got a, anybody got a 38-year-old issue tonight? Seriously, anybody got it? That you've been, no, most of us, most of us, what we've been dealing with is not 38 years old. Some of us, it's only a couple of weeks old. How sad is it that we're dealing with something that's only a couple of weeks old and we've already lost hope? He had been dealing with that for 38 years. I'm pretty sure he probably had finally made up his mind, Brother Benner. 38 years this way, I can't get in the water, it's never going to change. But Jesus had something else in mind. Can I tell somebody tonight, whether it's 38 days, 38 months, and maybe somebody's got a 38 year long one, it doesn't matter how long it's been going on. Jesus has the ability to step into your world and produce what seems to be impossible. He shows up to Mary and Martha. Lazarus, he had gotten word, was sick. The Bible says that when he got word that Lazarus was sick, he and the disciples tarried where they were. They didn't pack up what they were doing and rush to Lazarus. I got a feeling the disciples probably were quite puzzled. Lord, what, what's going on? We ought to be leaving. Lazarus needs us. Lazarus is about to die. We need to go. And the Bible says he delayed. And then he shows up. And Martha meets him. She says, if you would have been here, he, would have, he wouldn't have died. The Lord begins to talk about the resurrection. And she didn't understand that he was talking about what he was about to do right then. And then he says, roll away the stone. And you know what their response was? Their response wasn't, woo, I feel it, I feel it. it. It wasn't, we haven't done this one in a while. It wasn't, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. No, their response was, Lord... He stinks. He's been dead for four days. He stinks. What they were saying was, mm, It's too late. If you'd have been here, it could have changed. But it's too late now. He stinks. Somebody needs to go like this. And when your nose... Starts twitching from the scent. And the gag reflex starts kicking in. You need to go, mmm, I smell a miracle. Something stinks really bad. But the one who is the resurrection and the life has showed up 
So while it may seem to be too late to me, he's got a reputation that he's working on. And if by chance he's chosen my circumstances, my situations to be what he uses for his reputation, then so be it. Go ahead and demonstrate, God, who you are and what you can do and get yourself some glory through me. I, I I say this I I say this reluctantly, not because of doubt. I say it reluctantly, reluctantly because there's some things that we reach a point where our response is, we have heard it before. We've heard that before. So. At the risk of that being some some's response, I'm just going to tell you tonight, I just kind of feel that under the surface, there's just something that's stirring. There's something that's moving. And I just, I just believe that he's not about to speak something else into existence. But there's more that's about to be formed out of him. There's something fresh and, and new that he's about to birth. Not just speak, but that's about to be created. I want you to stand. I, I, we, we, this, is what, this is how we're going to... I'm going to give an altar call. And this is the way. You're going to have to be honest. Of you have set aside your pride for a moment. Your fear of your reputation. But if you if you've got some circumstances, if you've got some things in your life, and I, I'm not really talking about something that's just natural, trivial stuff. I'm, I'm talking about some 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 major things, spiritual things, situations in your life that you've just about given up on. You're just about to make up your mind. This is the way it is. And this is the way it's always going to be. That maybe, just maybe, God has been allowing everything you've been going through, those circumstances, because He is, he is preparing an opportunity for His reputation. Not for his reputation for people to look at you and go, Oh God, if that's your God, I don't want anything to do with it. But for somebody to look at you and say, You know what? You must have a pretty good God. If that's your God doing that, I, I'm interested in your God. And so if you're here tonight and you'd be willing to say, Brother Wright, I, I am just about ready to just give up. I'm just about ready to accept it's been this way 38 years. My situation's been dead for four days and it stinks really bad. But you'd be willing for God to reignite some faith and some hope. If that's you, would you just step down to this altar for a moment? I, I don't think we're going to be here that long. I'm not going to drag this out. And if you don't respond quickly, I'm not going to beg you. I don't mean that unkind. I just... Just saying it. But if you're willing to acknowledge, you know what? I got some stuff. It's been dead. It's smelling pretty bad. I'm about to give up. But I'm also looking to be something through which God can work on His reputation. I'm also willing to be someone through which God can get Himself some glory. In the name of Jesus, I, I want some believers to come. I want you to come join with these folks right now. Come on. In the name of Jesus, Father, right now, I come against every spirit of doubt, every spirit of fear, every spirit of hopelessness that wars against our minds, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, you have birthed something in us and through us. You, God, have created something in our lives and through our lives. And it's about you, God, being glorified through us.
I pray, God, that you would revive some faith right now. I pray, God, that you would revive and refresh some faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Renew faith right now, Lord. Renew faith right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Well, I just feel like something good is about to in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. He has promised that he'd open all of heaven. Whatever the situation is, God. No matter how impossible it looks. No matter how impossible it feels. Be glorified. Be glorified. Good is about to be glorified, happen. Lord. Be glorified. Be glorified through the church. Throughout all ages. World without end. Be glorified. Let us be the good news. Let, let us be the messenger. Not merely by our words, but by what is manifested through our lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And they look to heaven expecting as they pray. Something good is about to In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, let somebody that's been laying by the pool of Bethesda that's losing their hope in their miracle, God. Let that faith be restored tonight, God, because of your desire. Your desire, God, to be glorified through us. Your desire to get yourself glory through us, God. In the name of Jesus. 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 I just feel like something good. It's not my reputation that this is about God. It's about yours. It's not about me trying to maintain my reputation. It's yours, God. You've made me bone of your bone, flesh of your flesh. You've made us the messenger. You've made us the publisher of good news. But not the publisher of good news merely by our words. But by the manifestation of your power through our lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I just feel like something good is about to happen. And brother, this could be that very day. I just feel like something good is about to happen.